Thank you, worship team, for leading us in such a passionate time of worship. Uh, we are so glad to be back in the house of the Lord in person, worshiping together with you. Uh, it's, it's been so long. I mean, yes, two weeks ago we had our reopening day, and I tell you, I miss being together as a family of God. I miss the times that we can hug each other, even uh, greet each other with handshakes and things like that. But that will soon happen. I believe that God will bring us to uh, a day in which that will come back again. And so for those of you that are joining us uh, live stream, please be patient if things are not all that um, perfect. We're still working on a lot of different things regarding the video aspect. But we pray and we ask God to allow you to experience exactly what we're experiencing here in the house of the Lord. And so... I want to start with a word of prayer and just get right into our today's message. Please join me as we go to the Lord. Father, we come before you to praise you, God, to thank you, God, that Jesus Christ is indeed our living hope. We thank you, God. We praise you, God, for this opportunity for us to gather in your name to worship you. For you are worthy of our worship, God. You are worthy of praises, God. We pray that today, that in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord, you will come and you will allow us to experience intimacy and your presence in our hearts, O oh God. I pray for those who are uh, live streaming right now on YouTube Live. I pray, God, that they would experience your Holy Spirit's presence just as much as we are here in person, God. I ask, Lord, that you would be glorified and magnified and the name of Jesus will be lifted up today. So thank you, God. Have your way. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and move and reign in our hearts through and through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ, our great deliverer. And this is a message that the Lord has laid upon my heart to preach on. About two weeks ago, I was... Uh, um, messaging with a, 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 a brother in the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I was asked a very interesting question. And um, I tell you, um, I was so eager to answer the question that I was being asked. And so I was asked this very simple question. And I, I was asked, from all the years of ministry that you've done, do you ever get tired of it? Do you ever get tired of preaching? And boy, was I excited about answering this question. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Uh, we've got the greatest news on planet Earth to share with people. We have the greatest news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. How can we get tired of proclaiming that? The gospel is life transforming. It saves us from our sins, but it also rescues us from the, the, the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. And so just as the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.16, I too say to you, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I do not get tired of preaching it, for it is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe. For there is no other name under heaven for which man can be saved. So we as believers in Jesus Christ have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son in whom he loves, the kingdom of life in order so that we might declare 
together with all of God's people who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, who can tell me that we can get tired of something like that? This is amazing gospel truth. This is something that we will never get tired of. And so today, as I talk to you about Christ being our great deliverer, I want to say something. A lot of people recognize maybe Jesus as Savior. That is something that a lot of people understand Savior associated with Jesus, right? And they got that pretty down. But the title of Jesus Christ as deliverer, maybe not so much. But I'll tell you, God's chosen people, the Israelites, they understood the term so well for over and over. The God of Israel, Yahweh, delivered them from the hands of the enemy. I want to I share with you some, some um, uh, words that I, I, I learned in, in, in doing um, this message. These are words that I think you will uh, want to take notes if you can, right? We're going to go academic for a little bit. Um, just understand, I'm not a Bible scholar. I am not a uh, linguist. I'm not uh, good with Greek and, and Hebrew, but I just want to share some words with you because it helps us in today's message, right? So we're going to look at the word deliver, taken from the Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology. Very scholarly, right? So the word deliver in the Old Testament comes from the concept uh, 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 has two meanings. First meaning uh, signifies um, deliver over, which is uh, the word that you find in, um, in Hebrew. It's pronounced naton, okay? And it appears 1,200 times throughout the Old Testament. It means to deliver over, to give over into the possession or power of another. Okay, so that's one uh, uh, way to uh, describe the word deliver as found in the Old Testament. Now, the second usage of the word deliver, as far as deliverance is concerned, it refers to the acts of God, whereby he rescues his people from danger. Okay? And the words associated with that would be um, nashal, which is spelled N-A-S-A-L, okay? but it's pronounced nashal. Okay? It means to draw out, snatch away. And then there's another word associated with it, and it's polat which means to make an escape. And another word is uh, molat, which is to cause to escape. And then you have one more word. It's collats. Okay? Collats. And it's spelled H-A-L-A-S. Okay? Collats in, in Hebrew. It means to draw out. And the last word is yosha, which is to save. And that's the, the way that the word deliver is being described in the Old Testament from the Hebrew word. Now we move into the New Testament, and we're going to get some Greek in our, in our uh, vocabulary, right? So in the Old Testament, we, we heard those words. Now in the New Testament, um, the, 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 there is also two meanings for it, uh, two, two usages of it. In the Greek word, um, paraidomi, which is spelled... You, you, know, you don't want to know how it's spelled. It's, it's, it's very complicated. It means deliver over, right? And it's used to describe the deliverance of people. You'll find passages in the Bible when people are being delivered. And this, this word, this Greek word, will, will is the word that is being used. And the second usage 
is uh, another word that occurs many times in the New Testament is ruomi ami, ruomi, and it's spelled R-U-O-M-A-I, okay? I know it's, it's, it's hard to pronounce the Greek words. I don't expect you to perfect it. I don't even have it all down pat. And then there's another word uh, which means, uh, which is azago, which means to take out. And that's often used to refer to deliverance from danger and distress. So you have the Hebrew words for deliverers, and you have the, 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 uh, um, the Greek words for deliver. And so this helps us because we have to understand that the, 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 the Old Testament and the New Testament were written in the, the languages that I just referred to, Hebrew and Greek, all right? And so these, these, these definitions are very important for us. And so what does it mean to be delivered, okay? What does it mean to be delivered? Well, if you, wanna, if you really want to know, you should talk to some people from Teen Challenge, those who have gone through the program and have experienced life transformation and deliverance from a life of drugs and addiction, okay? In fact, you can even speak to our own dear brother, Pastor Ray Rosa. He himself, at one point, experienced deliverance from a life of drug addiction. Talk to him. Find out what it means to be delivered, okay? And if you want to know more about deliverance, ask people who have been delivered from spiritual oppression or even demonic oppression. They'll tell you. They'll tell you how the power of God released them, released them from bondage to sin and from bondage to the demonic oppression. And so why am I telling this to you? Because you may not be struggling with drugs. You may be not struggling with other types of addiction. And maybe you're not being spiritually oppressed or maybe you're not in, in bondage of any kind. But I can assure you, you and I need deliverance. You and I need deliverance of some sort. I know I need it. As a matter of fact, as I was preparing this message, this week was a, a battle, a, a huge battle. It was, it was a battle in the spiritual realm in which I was under attack by the enemy in so many ways. I can't get into the details right now, but I will tell you right now that the enemy will not want me to proclaim God's word that Jesus Christ is our deliverer. No doubt, this spiritual attack that I was experiencing as I was, as I was preparing my message on Jesus Christ being our deliverer, the enemy wanted to prevent that from happening. So I was under attack. And so I, I waged war. I waged war against the enemy. And I waged war in the form of prayer on my knees, I waged war by asking brothers and sisters in Christ to lift me up in prayer, to cover me as I'm, preach, as I'm preparing this message. Because I know the enemy doesn't want you to hear this. He does not want you to understand that Christ is our deliverer. And so, I want to tell you something. Jesus will deliver us from all bondage, from all trouble, and from all situations. But I have to be honest with you. There are many people out there that may not appreciate Jesus as deliverer. They may not appreciate it. They may not understand it. They may not realize that they're even in bondage. There may be people who don't have a recognition that they have a need for a savior because they think everything is going fine and maybe they're living a good life. So why would you need a savior if everything is going well? A savior who can save you from sin and deliver you from bondage is not even in the mind of many people. And perhaps even believers within our context, in our church, maybe you're struggling to realize that Christ is your deliverer as well. 
Maybe because you've been struggling for so long and you've been praying for so long and you haven't received God's help in some way. And so you've given up. Others may be so discouraged about their current situation or circumstance, they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Some people are going through that right now. But I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters. I want to encourage you, church, that Jesus loves you. Jesus will always be the light at the end of the tunnel. He always will be. And as you call upon his name, he will rescue you. He will deliver you from your distress, from your trouble, from your bondage, from everything that's happening in your life. And I want you to know that though we live in this life, it does not mean we will not encounter struggles. It is true. We live in a, in a fallen and a broken world. In fact, last Friday, I mean this past Friday, I, I, I spoke to the youth on this, this, this huge theological lesson. Why does God allow evil in this world, right? And so we know that the presence of evil still is in existence in this world. And so you're going to be in a battle for some time until you go to, to be with the Lord in heaven. And so today I want to take a look at the text uh, which is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 14. If we could just put that up on the screen. I just want to read to you starting from verse 9. This is taken from the ESV translation. Here's what it says. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a, a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And these are the two verses that I love the most. Here's what it says. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Amen. Praise the Lord for his word. Let me tell you something, okay? The apostle Paul was praying this prayer for the church of Colossae. Before he even prayed this prayer, he spent a whole section thanking God for the church in Colossian, the Colossian church. You know, I don't know about you, but it is so good when people pray and give thanks to the Lord for things that God is doing. And what God has been doing in this church was amazing. To the point where the gospel is going forth and people are coming to Christ and it's bearing fruit all over the world. In fact, uh, in verse 4 it says, the, um, this is what uh, the Apostle Paul said, um, verse 5. The faith and love that springs from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you already heard about in the word of truth. It's not in the screen. The gospel that has come to you all over the world, okay, it's in reference to the Roman Empire. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's great in, in all its truth. So, so the apostle 
Paul is saying, I thank God that this is what's happening. And now let me pray for you as a church. This is what he's saying, right? He's praying that from the day I heard this about you, I have not stopped praying for you, asking God to fill you with all the knowledge and the wisdom and, and understanding. And we pray that you may live a life worthy of the Lord. I, I wish and I pray that people are praying for one another these prayers so that we can actually experience what the church in, in Colossae experienced, the fullness and the wisdom of Christ. But you guys have to understand the beauty of this prayer invites us to understand that Jesus is our deliverer. If you look at that verse that I just referred to you, right? Try to envision. I know I shared this baby many years ago, but you may not remember this. But try to envision that you are surrounded by darkness. Surrounded by darkness or maybe hounded by demonic presence, right? And just picture light breaking forth right where you are. And you, you can picture the hand of God swooping you from this darkness, from this uh, surrounding of demonic presence, and just sweeping you up with the palm of his hand and bringing you into another kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the son in whom he loves. Can you picture that? Can you picture being transferred from darkness into light? That's exactly what Jesus has done for us as believers in Jesus Christ. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son in whom he loves. That is such an awesome imagery. It's not just the imagery, folks. It is God's word and it is truth. For he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of, the, of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. You guys have to understand that, that, that God has done this in order for us to experience freedom in him. And so I want to talk a little bit about what Christ delivers us from. Now you know that you've been taken from darkness into light. But you have to understand, practically speaking, what are we being delivered from? So I took, uh, um, I searched the scripture and I found out there are many, many instances in which God has delivered his people. Okay. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, okay? All the way from the time of Moses into, the, into the, the, the early church and even today, okay? You all are familiar with the story of Moses, right? How he, he, uh, the, he, he, he took the, the Israelites and he, he took them into the, the promised land. He didn't go into the promised land, but he was, uh, um, uh, um, he was God's spokesman and God used him, right? to bring his people from bondage to slavery into freedom from, from the Egyptians, okay? So there you go. God, Yahweh, being deliverer, has rescued his people. God also delivers us from fear. How many of you guys need deliverance from fear? Sometimes we, we are so gripped by fear because of uncertainties, because of things that are happening that scare us. There's a verse in... in um, Psalm 34, verse 47, if you can just uh, put that up on the screen so I can read that for you. It says in uh, Psalm 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. 
Here is David, the psalmist, the king, king, that is saying that the Lord delivered him from his fears. We have to understand God is at work even today delivering us from our fears. Here's another verse in chapter 34, same chapter, verse 17. It says that the Lord delivers us from trouble. If we could just put that up, I'm going to read that for us. Psalm 34, verse 18. Um, I have 17 here. Sorry, I, I might be off by one verse, but just, just uh, write that down and, and look it up. It says, when the righteous cry for help, it's in reference to God's people, right? The Lord hears them and delivers them from all their troubles. How many of you guys are experiencing troubles in your life right now? Do you need deliverance from that? God will deliver you. Call upon his name. Another verse, Psalm 107, verse 6. It says that the Lord delivers us from distress. Then they cried out to the Lord. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. I can tell you right now, there are a lot of people that are distressed right now. Distressed because of life, because of the pandemic. All these things that are happening. You all know the famous story of uh, Daniel, okay? What did God do for him? He delivered him from the lion's den, from the mouth of the lion, Daniel 6. You can look it up, verse 14 to 23. We're, we're not going to read that right now. So these are the ways that God has delivered us. And we move into the New Testament, right? The famous Lord's Prayer. Everybody knows this one, right? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 13, it says, Lead us not into what? Temptation? but deliver us from evil. You have to understand that the word evil is in reference to the, the enemy, the, the, the Satan himself, the personified, evil personified. God will deliver us from the evil one. God will deliver us from Satan and his lies. And then we have other passages that speak about deliverance uh, from the sinful nature, from the flesh. We find that in Romans chapter uh, 7, verse 25. I don't have that on slide. But it, it talks about, but thanks be to God who delivers us through Christ Jesus our Lord, right? I didn't even get to the part where we, talk to, where we can talk about Jesus delivering people from demonic presence, which you also find in the Gospels, right? Matthew 8, you will find deliverance happening there. Matthew 9, you will find deliverance. Mark chapter 5, Luke chapter 8, and Luke chapter 11. These are uh, just highlighting deliverance through Jesus' power. And so today, many people need deliverance. For sure, there are a lot of people that are encountering very difficult times. Perhaps we need deliverance from an unhealthy mindset or state of mind. What do I mean by that? I believe we can all relate to what it means to have an unhealthy mindset. I tell you, as I'm speaking, I know there are a lot of people whose minds are being plagued by negative thoughts. There are a lot of people that are struggling with negative thoughts right now. Perhaps what's playing out in their mind right now is the worst possible outcome concerning their future. There are people who are glooming over their future because they don't have any idea what's going to happen next. So we need deliverance from an unhealthy mindset. Christ is here to deliver. There are people right now who have uh, issues not liking themselves. Okay? 
There are people who struggle with self-loathe. Some might be uh, experiencing uh, uh, you know, thoughts of feeling no self-worth. I know people, I know people have grown up with a lot of uh, you know, uh, insecurities because they've been told all their lives that they are useless and that they will never amount to anything. These words have been spoken over people. Maybe you have experienced some of that in your own life, but that is a lie from the enemy. It's a lie directly from the pit of hell. Because we are created in the image of God, we have intrinsic worth. We are valuable. We mean a lot to, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus is here to deliver us from the lies, from the lies of the enemy. Because in John chapter 8, we know that the enemy, Satan himself, is called the father of lies. He is the liar from the beginning. And Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Set you free. You will be delivered from the lies of the enemy by the truth of God's word. Jesus has come to set us free from all the lies that you've ever been told. And there have been lies spoken over us. There have been lies told to us. Perhaps even now, there are lies that you're playing in your mind because of what you've been told as you were growing up. But right now, Jesus is saying, I'm here. I will deliver you. Just call upon his name. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved and you shall be delivered. Now more than ever, there are people struggling with worries, with anxieties about their future. You know, guys, we're living in a pandemic. There are people struggling. We need Jesus Christ to continue to deliver us from fear. We need Jesus Christ to continue to deliver us from anxieties and worries. We need him. We need him every day. We need him to, to, to transform our minds. Instead of being taken hostage by all the worries and anxieties, we need Jesus to, to, to deliver us and give us a mindset that is healthy in the Lord. And I hope that you will begin to practice claiming the authority in Jesus Christ as believers in, his, uh, in, in the kingdom of God, as believers in Jesus Christ, claim the authority over your life. Claim the authority and victory you have through the blood that was shed on the cross. Claim it over yourself, over your family. We have the victory. We have been set free. But God is calling us to pray and to seek his face because we need him to deliver us. In closing, I just want to say this. Brothers and sisters, you may be struggling right now believing that God is good and that he is who he says he is. Maybe some of you are struggling with that here today. I get that. I've been there before. There have been times in my life where I struggle with a doubt just as you have just as you are, but I want to tell you something. God is our deliverer. Maybe there's some things happening in your life that you've never expected to happen to you, just like what happened to Pastor Out about a month ago. None of us expected it. He didn't expect it. Nobody expected it, right? 
Maybe you're suffering from disappointment. Maybe you're suffering from loss. Maybe you're suffering from illness. Maybe you're suffering from pain or even a combination of all of these things. Maybe that's what you're going through right now. But let me tell you this. My brothers and sisters, God has not abandoned you. God has not forgotten about you. You may not feel his presence at times, but I want you to know you matter to him. And he loves you. He loves you with an unconditional love. A love that is so deep that he sent Jesus Christ to die for your sins. And while we may not understand everything that's happening in our lives, know this, God loves you and he has not forgotten about you. Whatever you're going through, he is there. He is going to help you through this. He's going to deliver you from your troubles, from your distress, from your anxieties, and from your worries, and even the spiritual battles that you are encountering. Because we know that as soon as we draw near to God, the enemy wants to keep us away from that relationship. Do not let him get in the way. Continue to walk closely with the Lord. Continue to draw into his presence. Continue to spend time in prayer and in his word. Allow the Lord to take a hold of your life. Allow the kingdom, the reign and rule of Christ be present in your life. And so when we were talking about kingdom, we're, talking, we're not talking about a territory. We're talking about uh, the, the, the rule and the power and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what we're talking about when it comes to kingdom. You live in that kingdom. As believers in Jesus Christ, we live in a kingdom where Jesus is the king. And he will reign. And so I want you to know, church, the Lord is sovereign. He's the one that is in, in control even when we're not. And I tell you, at times, at times he allows things to come to pass for reasons that only God knows. We have to give him room to work things out according to his will. The trials that you and I are facing, the testings that we are going through, they're there for a reason. They are meant to strengthen our faith and to develop perseverance in us. Just as I preached on a couple of weeks ago, trials are there to produce perseverance Trials are there to strengthen our faith. God wants to move us from shallow faith into deep waters. God wants to bring us into a place in which our faith can move mountains. God wants to bring us to a place in which we can walk on water, just like Peter did when Jesus called him out. This is what God is hoping and, and he's wanting for his people. And so today, as we come to worship the Lord let us not forget, let us be excited and encouraged to know that Jesus Christ is our deliverer. He's the God who's going to work in our lives through all seasons. He wants you and I to fix our eyes on Jesus. On Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He wants us to fix our eyes. On the Lord Jesus Christ. Because not only is he our savior, but he is indeed our deliverer. Friends, I, I hope that you were encouraged by this message. I know that you probably wondering 
is this really true? Is this really true? And I'll tell you, based on God's word, based on God's word, it is true. You can experience freedom in Christ because he has come to set you free. You know the enemy has come. What to do? What did he come to do? He, he, it says in God's word, John 10.10, 10, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So he'll do that within your own relationships, at home, in your families, in your work relationships, in your, in your friendships, uh, uh, you know, at school, wherever you are. The enemy wants to sabotage, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, Jesus has come to give us life. He has come to give us life more abundantly. Did you guys hear that? He has come to give us life more abundantly. And the way we could experience abundant life is to live in his freedom. So today, I want to encourage you and challenge you to walk in freedom. The moment you feel like you're being oppressed, call upon the name of Jesus. Call upon his name and ask him to deliver you from whatever you're being oppressed by. Because Jesus is our deliverer. You want to know if it works? Try that sometime. Those people who have understood the word of God and what it teaches, they will call upon the name of the Lord because he is deliverer. He's our savior. He will rescue us. He'll deliver us from whatever we're going through. Okay, don't give up, my brothers and sisters. Do not give up. Do not lose hope because the Lord is with us. He will never leave you or forsake you. And that is his promise. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I come before you to thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for being our deliverer. Thank you, Lord, for just saving us from our sins. But also, Lord, you deliver us from the kingdom of darkness. And you have brought us into the kingdom of the Son in whom you love. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we have freedom, O oh God. We can walk in freedom, Lord. We don't have to be in bondage. We no longer have to be slaves to sin because Christ has come to set us free, Lord. If there's any person here or online that is watching and listening, God, I pray that they will experience the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. I pray that you would deliver them. Deliver your people from bondage. Deliver them from fear. Deliver them from worries and anxieties and even from the lies of the enemy because, oh God, you have come to set us free. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. And I thank you for your blessing and your word today to us. In Jesus' name, amen.